What's up, and welcome back to another episode of Books and Bitches. Just a couple bad bitches reading books. I know, that's right. And they never ever wrong, so get ready to relax and review with us. Hey, it's Malaya. What's up? It's Nicole. Hey, baddies. It's your girl, Denasia. Let's get started. I just want us to wind down and relax really quick. So, I'm gonna tell you what I'm drinking on. That's my relaxation. It's been a really hard week. Very stressed out about going back to school. Like, I just feel like I'm over it, but I need to get this shit done. So, that's just where I'm at with it. So, I'm drinking on what's called an Uptown Rocks. It's like a white, grape and peach kind of thing. It's supposed to be made with gin, but your girl did rum. I'm drinking a Sex on the Beach. It's just something that they made for me, so I don't know what's in it, but it's busting. Lil vodka, lil vodka. For me, I'm drinking an amaretto sour. Pussy. I don't know what the <clears throat> fuck that is, but it's good. It tastes like juice. And my week has been, it's been disgusting because it's been in the dating pool, so, you know. It's shitty. <laughs> I was told that, I was told that the only people that would want to fuck with me is married men. That's trifling. Wow. Like, they said, oh, oh, you too busy. You too busy all the time. You'd be perfect for a married man. Because he, he he only got time for a little side bitch anyway. And I was like, oh, okay. Next. So, let's go ahead and start off. I do want to start with some recap questions. Um. So, last week, we did a recap on the first, um, first half of the book that we did. Because we did the book in three parts. So we did a recap on that one, did the discussion, and I just kind of want to go back to some of those questions that we asked to see, have we changed our minds about these characters or about the book in general? So the first recap question is going to be, what are the places in the novel where Emma Jean's love for her children is made obvious? Um, so for me, I, I mean... I think it's too obvious to say with perfect, but I'm going to just use that. She went all out for perfect, wanted her to have everything, um, the yellow dress, the bow, the doll. And I mean, I don't, I personally don't feel like she slighted the other kids too much. It, she Perfect was obviously her favorite, but, you know. Um, I think she tremendously slighted the other kids. Now, okay. So you get, so she raises perfect as a girl, and then so she's giving her all the parties, giving her like all the dresses. Like they're going. Yeah, I don't understand why the boys couldn't have parties, especially if it was just a matter of her making a cake at the house. Right. They're <laughs> so they're like they're going broke for perfect to have like all the bows, all the dresses, everything, and like the boys get nothing. But the part that really like fucked me up. It was when we got to the point at the end of the book and she buys per like Paul like gets him like a handmade suit. Okay, but that Every, but at the what? end. If we're talking about the first chunk when we didn't know that yet, We're talking about it in general though. This oh, is a recap well. question. Like we like we bring in the whole novel. Oh, well, no, yeah. That she I literally changed my answer then cuz I she had me so fucked up for that part. Because literally, I'm like, well, he's a boy now, so hand-me-downs it is. And she was like, oh, not my son. Like, the bitch literally sold her soul to but, make him a suit, but literally. In, in, but in the same sense, she did that not because... I don't think she did that in the sense of, oh, because this is my favorite child. She did that because I didn't fucked up your life so much. Like, I, I owe you this at least. A girl she actually want to take so you out. And you need to continue, like, be consistent. No, nah, like, <laughs> I... I didn't like Imogene. I didn't like Imogene or Woody. Like, they was... I, I, but, but, like, y'all don't think that that was just too much favoritism? Like, like I feel like all parents have their favorites. Like, that's how I feel. But, like, they, like they show it, but they don't really show it. I feel like she was blatantly like, fuck all these nappy-headed <laughs> niggas. This light-skinned baby right here with the hair that I could comb out, this motherfucker here, it's my favorite. And I'm gonna do everything that I can for them, like... Like, I mean, she slighted everybody for perfect by giving her all the birthday parties that Mr. wanted, giving, give, giving perfect the education that Soul wanted, mm -hmm. 
like you know get just everything that the other boys had wanted and was wishing for she's like yeah fuck that but hers but perfect's gonna get it all i mean i i hear you and i get what you're saying however she still slighted paul the worst paul still had, had the worst out of all of them yeah she was trying to oh, well, no, this is my baby, you know, whatever. Like, you know, however she wanted to look at it, at the end of the day, I feel like Paul got treated the absolute worst. Maybe two things to be true. Not by her, though. Not by her, but because of her. Okay. Like, she ruined, she literally ruined his life. Yeah, but we're talking about her, though. She ruined his life. Okay. Like, Like, there's no two ways about it. She ruined his life. It was... It was it was it was the rape scene that made me say, Oh yeah, like all of this goes back to her. All of this goes back to this being her fault. Yeah, I hate it too. Scene. When what? they was um uh, by by the Jordan and those boys jumped him. They beat him and raped him. It was four boys, he was over by the Jordan. This was right after um right after um what's what's his best friend name? Best friend, uh why can't I think of her name? We need to not drink. Eva May. Eva May. This is right after Eva May called him a punk. And right. her sister, he went to the Jordan to kind of reflect. He was leaving from the Jordan. And somebody grabbed him from behind. They beat him up real bad. They pulled his pants down. And they turned him over. They was like, there ain't no pussy. Like, because they really thought that he was a girl. So they was thinking they was going to rape a girl. But um, they end up, like, standing him up. His pants were still down. And one of them, like, entered him. But it was, like, for half a second. Because Sugar Baby, they heard Sugar Baby. So, like, they all stopped and ran off. I just thought that he got beat up. And I thought it was, like, because uh-huh. the, the author does a lot of foreshadowing. Yeah. So, like, I knew about the situation. But, like, I didn't know that he was, like, sexually assaulted. Yeah. yeah. And I hate it, too, though. But it says in the book, it was just, like, Imogene would wonder for the rest of her life if if the worst had happened to him. And little did she know she it was did. right. And it's like, yeah, bitch, he got raped because of you. Yeah, and that that was that was the part of the book where I realized like, no matter but is what, is that Emma Jean's fault or, yes. is that, or is that a society issue? I mean, it's a societal issue, but it was brought on because of yeah, her like, selfishness. He literally, would not be facing those problems had he not had that not happened. Like they were not gonna jump him and see if he had pussy or anything. Even if they would have thought he was a bitch ass nigga or a punk or something like that, it still would have been like, oh, that boy soft or something like that. Because I mean, if you think about it, Bartimaeus, you know what I'm saying that right? Bartimus, yeah. Bartimus, if, like, everybody kind of looked at him as kind of like, okay, like, he kind of useless as a man. Mm-hmm. Everybody looked at him like that, but didn't nobody beat him up or talk to him bad? Like, you know, didn't he, they, he, didn't, get, he didn't get treated bad because of it. Emma Jane literally caused every bit of turmoil in Paul's life. Every piece of it. Every shred of it. She got everything she deserved. That honestly, like, that breaks my heart. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I missed that whole scene, and I'm like, I'm not even gonna go back and try to find that shit. Like, I'm really glad that I missed that because, like, I, I think that I would like overall hate this book. Like, had I had to read those words, like, I just, I don't know. It was, I mean, it was, it was. It, it happened fast. Like, it wasn't something that they dwelled on. It was like... I gotta, that's just heartbreaking. It wasn't necessarily fast. I mean, him, them saying that he entered him for half a second, but Paul was saying, like, it's a feeling that he had never forget. Like, even though it was only... It, he didn't he didn't enter him fully, and, and he was also only said it was the most painful second. thing he had ever felt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, just, and that's just weird because, like... I don't I, like, I don't want to touch on too much of this because I don't want to fight with nobody because bitches like to tussle. But... I just feel like very homophobic people always cause the most harm. Like, how can you be so homophobic or so... And then what, 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 like what, what, Exactly. Whatever they were thinking in that moment, you decided, oh, he's not a girl. He's actually a boy. He's a punk. He's a sissy. He's queer. He's gay. He's I'm whatever the fuck. Like I'm, I'm going to fuck him in the ass. Literally, it don't add up. The math is not mathing. I read like, that and I was like, what the fuck? Like, like, that, that's one of those things like... There, there's something fucked up with you. You're the problem here. Mm-hmm. Like, regardless of what Imogene did or did not do, if this boy took it upon himself to try to rape another man, who's to say that he has not done that to other boys in the community who are sissies? This this book is solely on yeah. perfect, but it's just like, mm-hmm. what what are you doing out there other, other than? Mm-hmm. And I, I get what you're saying. I, I do, I truly wholeheartedly get that, but in the same sense, 
it was still Imogene fault. Okay, we agree to disagree. I'm not. We don't have to. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just letting you know two things can be true at once. And like, like, like you said, those people was probably just fucked up people, homophobic people. I get that. But with that being said, it's still Imogene fault. She made him like a target. Um, our next recap question is about Eva Mae and Paul's relationship. So, last video we talked about how, like, the the love that she had for him and how he just wasn't, like, reciprocating or whatever. Like, he wasn't giving it back. Um, what do we think about that now, though? Like, now that we've gotten to the end of the book and we've kind of seen more of Paul's um, sexual desires... We see, like, his relationship with another woman, another guy, you know, kind of deal. What What do we think about their relationship? Do we still have those same thoughts from last week? I don't even remember what I said last week. Um, oh, I was saying that he probably still wouldn't want to have been with her anyway because he viewed her as a friend, like, from the jump. Um, yeah, I, st- I still feel like that. Um... He's obviously gay or bisexual or whatever you want to call it, but Eva May is somebody that he can confide in as a as a friend more than more than a, a lover. So um, I feel like if they if they would have tried anything that they did like back then as kids, it would have like tarnished the friendship because that's not what they was meant to be. Mm-hmm. I agree. Literally, when they were at their dance, it definitely sealed the deal for me. Like she was tripping, and he. It, it wasn't it wasn't that moment of like, oh my God, like this whole time you've liked me. I didn't see you for you. And like, even if he would have hit her with a, I don't see you like that. I still would have thought maybe there was a chance, but he was literally like, girl, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh yeah, he don't see you like that, sis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's time to move on. He almost should have said sis. <laughs> right, sis. <laughs> what's what's wrong? tripping for? Bitch, what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I felt like... Okay, when she was sitting outside of the fire, I'm like, and like everything is just coming to me now because like I've missed this fucking scene. She's a real one, but <laughs> like she, she genuinely like she was ready to do anything for him, and I just like yeah. I don't know. Like at the end, it never really said that he didn't end up with her. It didn't say that he did though, but like that last moment where her and him they ran off to um Henrietta, Henrietta, and it was kind of like. They're happy ever after. It's not to really say where they went in life with that. Well, we know that he ended up going to New York and became a fashion designer. Yeah, but it didn't say, like, even May stayed in Swamp Creek. I mean, she probably went with him. She probably helped him. Yeah, like, you it know what I'm saying? It doesn't really say. It said that, like, she was model material, too. Oh, well, yeah. So that was very foreshadowing as well. Hand, yeah. She yeah. had a very very nice body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's just, it's, it's just kind of one of those things where, I don't know, like... Somebody that's willing to do all of that shit for you, I think they deserve a little something. I mean, no, because you just got good friends. Like, nothing more, nothing less. I mean, yeah. You would kill for me, Nicole. I think I would hate to kill for any of, any of y'all, but I would. I, you know, I think I'm going to have to edit that part out just in case some shit go down. Like, <laughs> that shit is evidence. Nah, it was the fact would. that she, she wiped out the whole fucking family, though. Like, that. What, even I, the nice-ass mama. Yeah, like, I don't like how everybody kind of was like, eh, collateral damage. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. because, but, I mean, when, in, in they defense, like, Sugar Baby said, like, Sugar Baby was trying to help, but even May, she, it didn't say that she necessarily wanted to kill the parents, but she was like, I mean, for them to have raised boys like that, they deserved it. I except, I just wanted people to be a little more upset about it killing everybody. Like, I wanted them to be like, oh, no, like, it got them too. That's horrible. And still be like, the rest of them deserved it. But they were not sad enough for the good guys at all. It was because, like... Because are there really any good guys in this situation? Raise, like, no. Because you, you, you raised rapists. You and, raised, and just like, terrible people overall. Yeah. That, that like they they're Listen, so angry by something that has nothing to do with them that they're willing to cause. Think harm. about think about the worst person you know, and then think about who could have possibly raised you, and think about if you met their parents or not, and tell me if you actually like them or not. If you actually like their parents, I know what you thinking. <laughs> you don't count. You you don't count. Think okay, for instance, think about all the fucked up ass people we knew in high school, and then think about their parents, like. 
It's kind of like okay, I, I get it. Like I see why you're like you're like this. It makes sense. But that's not always the case because some sometimes you'll meet like a really shitty person, but their parents are like a a list. Like they're just the shit. Can, yeah. can we can we get into these main questions though? Because yeah. okay, so okay, it's so a lot that I want to talk la- about. Okay, last recap question. This is the question that you gave to the viewers, and it's just would Perfect Paul still be gay? Had he not been raised as a girl? I just want to say, I hope I'm not, like, spoiling anything too soon. But I think um, that don't make a difference now since we see what the fuck happened with his brother. Like, yeah. he was raised as a boy and look at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah. I think, now this, this is just me. And this is not to say, like, the science or whatever about anything in real life. This is just strictly for this book. I think that if... Perfect Paul had not been raised as a girl. He would not have a sexual attraction to males. This I'm saying this because he specifically had an attraction for one of the most popular boys in Swamp Creek that everybody wanted their daughter to marry. Johnny Ray Youngblood was like that nigga. He was like everybody wanted their daughter to end up with this man because he and like. Imogene idolized him too perfect when perfect was a girl living mm-hmm. her life as a girl idolized her like oh that's a fine young man and you're gonna look mm-hmm. so pretty standing next to him and Imogene like, really, also used to say perfect was gonna you're gonna grow up and you're gonna be beautiful at your wedding and says yeah like so it like it really put cause I mean Paul like mentions it a lot going on in the book how he just wanted to go back to those moments where he felt special and that was when he was perfect okay but also the book gave me like another perspective because it said so when his brother confronted him like hey have you ever had feelings for guys he said like i don't know if i like johnny ray because like i like him like the way you do or if i'm just jealous that he's getting all that love that i used to get when i was a girl but as a boy because it's like her he is getting the best of both worlds i didn't think you could be a boy and people still like like you and say how good you look so i mean it's like did he like johnny ray or because they never really said what it what it truly was. I don't know. He probably did have a real no, crush on him. No, he did have, a, yeah. have an attraction to him. When they was talking outside the den, yeah, she got yeah, an erection. Right. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, and I and I feel like that is mostly because of the idealization that they had going on. Like, growing up, like, when your mama used to be like, oh, this guy, these type of guys, whatever. And, like, subconsciously, a lot of the part of the things that you pick out and the people that you're dating are some of those things that were instilled in you. Like, mm-hmm. if your mama fucked with, like, low-class-ass niggas, they did one or two things. Made you want to fuck with a low-class nigga or made you want to turn completely around from no-good-ass niggas. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of like, I don't know, I think it's like an instilled factor. Like, I think she instilled the fact of Johnny Ray being perfect and that, and that, and ultimately, like Paul was just like, yeah, I want that shit. Okay, okay, I, I I get that. Now, I do agree. I do agree with you on that one because a lot of his attraction to males came from things that him and his mom talked about when he was perfect. But in the same sense, Eva May made a really good point when she was um, when they was at the dance and she was laughing hysterically, saying how I think it's funny how boys. Y'all can crush on boys. Like, y'all can flirt with each other and flirt with mm-hmm. women. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, for all the, the man's man, like the, the big macho, oh, I never look at a nigga like that, yada, yada. Think about it like this. When you're looking at porn, it's, and, oh, I'm not looking at it for the dude, but in, ultimately, you're going to see a penis if you're, if you're watching porn. And that's not to say you like it or dislike it, but how likely is it that you're going to watch somebody that's not attractive in, in in the sex scene or in the porn scene, you're gonna you're gonna click on something that's appealing to you in both aspects. I mean, I guess I can't say I'm not attracted to men because I kind of am, but I don't I don't like fat guys, so I'm not gonna click on it. Or the same thing with women. Like I can say all day, I don't I don't really like women, but I'm not gonna click on somebody who got gigantic titties because I don't like that. Like okay, that's so hate that. right there. Whatever, <laughs> <laughs> these cities are heavy. But no, but like, but what even May was saying, like, I think it's crazy how y'all can flirt with each other and flirt with us and so forth and so on. It's a lot of men out here that probably are attracted to men, but can't really express that due to the societal norms or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And I don't say I don't see why people care about what other people think. More than half of the world is fucking stupid. Like. Very true. Like, 
don't know. It's it's a space out here for everybody. So if that's you, baby, come on out and let's hug about it. Somebody there for you. We ain't even got a hug. We can kick about it. <laughs> they too drink about it. Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we're done with the recap questions, let's get into the real shit. Please. So so much I need to talk about. So my first question is. And this is a hard question, so bear with me. What is the role Sugar Baby plays in Paul's spiritual evolution? Whoo! Spirit Baby, a Spirit Baby, Sugar Baby. <laughs> Sugar Baby was very, imp- he was a very important character in this book. Not just for Paul, but like, it seemed like for the Peace family in general. I mean, he was kind of like, you know, the the psychic slash drunk or whatever. But he played a big role in it because Paul was one of the only people that was like, uh, don't nobody listen to Sugar Baby because he a drunk and yada yada. But Paul was like, wait, that nigga really be spitting though. Because <laughs> when he said like your purpose or whatever, he was like, wait, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Like he would have said that to somebody else and they would have just been like, all right, go start with your drunk ass. So I feel like his his role in it was very vital because it got... Paul to thinking that maybe there is more to me than just being the neighborhood punk. Mm-hmm. What you think, Nicole? Um, I agree. It, I wasn't that fond of Sugar Baby's like role in the book, just because he was the only thing that felt too fictional. Like he was obviously there to foreshadow, but I just I kind of wish they would have made it more natural every time he foreshadowed. Like I don't know. It, it's, it's people like that in real life, though. Yeah, people that be just knowing. Like, I don't know. Like, I believe in, like, people being a, being clairvoyant and stuff. But sometimes, like, people just be knowing. Like, I don't know. My grandma is one of those people. Like, I just feel like she always knows something. Like, I couldn't get nothing past her when I was younger. Like, she would take one look at me and just be like, yeah, yeah. so-and-so happened or this happened. Like, she, just, she would just know. I mean, you always call your granny a hypochondriac, but maybe she just really be knowing. Please. Oh, my goodness. So, as far as, like, Paul's spiritual evolution, like, I just feel like Sugar Baby Baby was there for everything. I mean, like, from the time that Perfect was born and brought to the church, like... That baby ain't right. Sugar Baby was there. And, like, the the one moment that sticks out to me when um, everything happened, everything went down, and they was like, what's wrong with him? And Sugar Baby was like, he all right now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like he 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 doing what he's supposed to be doing now. Like he living in his truth now, and I just like, I don't know. I feel like Sugar Baby is like God in the book. Like is a God like figure. We all know a Sugar Baby though. We 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 all know one in our life somewhere. Yeah, just somebody that we ignore. Like if you don't get your drunk ass. <laughs> now let me go back and listen. Yeah. <laughs> what, what numbers you been seeing? <laughs> <laughs> Man. Um, next question. Most readers are surprised by the revelation of Mr. Sexuality. Why do you think readers don't suspect him? Because that's Gus's boy. He's a man's man. It ain't even that. That shit really did. That shit was definitely a fucking plot twist for me. I don't know. It was. I wasn't that at all. Because we just were not paying attention. Like, we were so drawn to Perfect and like, oh, obviously Perfect's going to be gay and that well, just, but then again, then again, it kind of was also foreshadowing because he used to always ask Perfect, what do you and mama be talking about? Or what, what the girl, like, you know, he was kind of very curious. But then again. Uh, yeah, and I didn't, I didn't think about it past curiosity. Like, I like boys be wondering. Like, yeah, because I mean, boys do wonder just like girls do. Like when we was all in elementary school, we all wanted to know what the boys bathroom looked like. I wanted to see. I did too. Like, <laughs> I did too. I had to see what they'd be like. We we had to, we used to have to have bathroom buddies at school. And like I don't know why they would have a girl and a boy go together. Like mm-hmm. but it'd be like bathroom buddies and then like you wait for the other one. I my bathroom buddy was this boy named David and I was in there washing my hands and I remember he like came into the bathroom and was like, Hey, I'm waiting for you in the hall when you're done <laughs> And I'm looking like, Boy, if y'all get your motherfucking up, big ass out of here. It was cool, though. David, if you happen to be listening, what's up? I'm dead. <laughs> um, what you thinking, Nicole? <laughs> what you mean? Oh. <laughs> you did say. I'm sorry. I'm like, really? It was my turn. My bad. Um, I was completely surprised by Mr. Sexuality. 
Like, yeah. yeah. I wasn't suspecting it at all. Like, I truly, like, especially, like, I don't know what the author on, but the author is good about punishing the motherfucker. Now, I don't know what he punishing Perfect for, but why the fuck did Mr. have to be have to go with Johnny 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 Oh. But they, they said Mr. grew up to be fine as hell, too. It so do, it don't, don't matter. Like, it's so many people in this him. swamp. It's so many people in Swamp Creek. A lot of fuck he had to be with the one nigga that the little brother wanted. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm like, oh, no. Nah. I was mad nah. about it. And then they ran off and, and, and lived a life. Yeah, I was so... Like, they I was happy for Mr. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about that part too much because I do got a question coming on there. But I'm just going to say, like, that had me fucked up. Like, all these motherfuckers, I don't know. All these motherfuckers yeah. are you. But they, they said Mr. grew up to be fine. So it was just right that he ended up with Johnny Ray Youngblood. Why the fuck didn't Johnny Ray have no siblings? Mean shit. It was back. They didn't, motherfuckers back then didn't have nothing to do but have kids. Why was he the only <laughs> child? Yeah, motherfuckers were one child back then. Like, something was wrong. Everybody had a sibling. They knew what they was doing. Or two. Shit. Wait, did Eva May have siblings? Yeah, Eva May had siblings. Yeah. She said she had a brother. But Johnny Ray Youngblood was the only child all of a sudden. He was special. Okay, so we already talked about this a little bit, but my next question was, what do we think of Mr. and Johnny Ray? And I, I just, I, again, I I didn't like that. I like, love it for them. I, I was happy that they were like living their truth, I guess. Like, that was nice. When he carved their name into the tree, I'm like, but, oh, Maha. Nah, that's that that's what perfect deserves. I think just, I think Mister I think Mister had Johnny Ray fucked up anyway. Like it's my mama's J- birthday. J- Johnny gonna remember if you was there or not. Right, she fucking had that. Like I'm just saying, like I don't even want to talk about it too much because I already got this fucking question coming up anyway. All right, so um. Do you think Paul's like for Johnny Ray is genuine or is it something else? I think it's a learned behavior. It's a crush. I mean, yeah, that, but it's like, would you be crushing on him if he wasn't so idolized all throughout your childhood? If didn't nobody say, oh, he cute or anything, would you just have liked him on your own? I don't think I, just, I agree. It's it's all a matter of slim pickings. I bet you when he went to New York, he probably found somebody else to like. The author gave us the ending without ending the book. Like, every time they got to a place, like, they ended a character. Like, you know, they, they talked about Wait, which when... which one of your brothers was dumb? Earl Ray? Earl Lee? Earl... Arthurly? Oh, no, it was Earl, Earl Jr.? Arthur Lee got married and there he took no one of the brothers... There's no name Earl, is oh, it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, Arthur Lee got brother. married and took James a brother Earl. from him. Yeah, James, James Earl. Oh, okay, James Earl. Are y'all sure it's James Earl? Yes. yes. We need to stop drinking during these podcasts, y'all. That's <laughs> the problem. We right. got the memory. She didn't even remember it was but another no, brother. No, once you that James on the front, I knew exactly who the fuck she was talking okay, about. Okay, but then, like, like I liked how he kind of, like, fast-forwarded and told us, like, okay, this, this happened later on down the line, but let me get back to the main story. I actually didn't like that. I liked it. I, I appreciate it. Instead of them rushing the end of the book, no, I, I like, like how they jump yeah, when it I came do back. like that we like get to know and we got closure for each of the characters. But I just kind of didn't want to know yet. Sometimes, like damn. So was, yeah, when he killed when he killed off James Earl, and then like yeah. they had like the, both brothers was having babies by the one chick. That's like, what I was saying. I was thrown. But wait, <laughs> was, was he actually sleep? No, because Arthur said that he couldn't have her. So I don't think she was actually sleeping with him. I think no, she just, like yeah. she they they were having a sexual relationship. No, I did secretly. not pull that. No, oh my God, no. Yeah, no, I think you. I think no. you're confused. She, oh my they God, were having yeah. an emotional affair no. for sure. She they would, were having a sexual. No, they were She would listen to him talk. She he would rub like he would rub her feet and all that kind of stuff. But at night. Arthur Lee was the one that she was having a sexual relation with, but she would name her kid. She named yeah. the kid after James Earl too. And when the people no, were asked, they was your daddy, they say they foreshadowed that they, they had a sexual relationship, they, and no. everybody believed that if not one, a few of those children that they had together were James no, Earl's children. No, they did believe that, but it was just because they were so close, and they was like, oh, they kind of look alike, but they still, it still I wasn't felt, I felt like the author was saying that without saying that everybody knew that James that's Earl was just, that's so he wouldn't, he wasn't going to admit to anything because he, he would have thought that that was crazy, that was 
that was too much. He hurt his brother. Like, they were having a sexual if relationship. If anything, he would have been too dumb to keep that a secret. Arthur Lee made it very clear. You could come stay no. with us, but you can't have my I, wife. I feel like, I feel like no. he would have, like, you like you would get in the moment of doing it, and then a baby comes, and then, like, it's, like they it would have it, a sexual relationship. Yes, they did. That little no, boy that he died laying next to. That was weird. That no. is his son. Mm-mm. That is his son. That is his. That is Arthur. We're gonna have to ask the author. That's your perception of it. Like, yeah. That, is, that never happened. Okay. Doctor Daniel Black, when if you ever heard this, listen to this. Please, please tell us that they were having a sexual relationship. Give me that, please. And they did not have so a sexual much. relationship. Yeah. Denasia's talking. Please give me that. They did. Thank you. Okay, we're going to move on to the next question for y'all make me upset in here. Okay, it says, when Imogene begins to hear the voice, it sounds like her own conscience at one point, and other times it sounds like her mother. Sometimes it even sounds like an omniscient character. What is the role of the voice, and how does it lead to Imogene's ultimate cleansing? I hadn't really thought about that. I mean, when it turns into her mom... I feel like that's just because what she needed to hear at that time, like she needed the closure or she needed to, uh, you know, reminisce through some of those memories she had with her mom specifically. But I don't, I don't really know. Like when it switched to that omniscient voice, unless, you know, she thought it was God maybe. And that's why she trusted it so much. To Why did you just say that like that? Like what? I don't really know. I mean, you know, I do have an accent. Alright. <laughs> finish your statement. But no, I, I I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't considered it, so I have to I have to hear y'all answers first. What you think Um She knew all along what she needed to say and what she needed to do, but you know those things, I mean you tell a lot so long you can start to believe it, but her own subconscious was not gonna let her believe that. And I feel like ultimately at the end, she learned how to just love herself because to other people, she look and sound crazy. But to us as the reader, reader, we can clearly see like what like what's going on actually in her head. But I, I definitely think I feel like the voice was like another character, like character trait for her, mm-hmm. like to know, like consciously. She is a good person, and she wants to make the best decisions. She just don't always do it because she's too fucking stubborn mm-hmm. to really realize this thing. And I feel like the voice, like, when it was her mother, a part of that, like, jabbed at my heart. Like, I want y'all to know these last couple of chapters, I did start crying. Oh, like, yeah. I was very emotional about it because I felt like her mother being the last voice to send her away, like... It it was so it was so much character built into that like it was very, I don't know like Imogene made a lot of decisions in this book, mm-hmm. and like a lot of those decisions cost her a lot of pain, and, and other people too. And two decisions that I feel like she ultimately regretted were not going with her dad, like when she was younger and and growing up with him, and then not going to see her mother before she died. Because I think mm-hmm. those, I think that really weighed on her, and for like her mother to be that last voice, like had I think if she had gotten that closure when her mama died, the whole thing with perfect probably wouldn't have even been where it was. Like she probably would have still did it, but maybe mm-hmm. like stopped it, mm-hmm. stopped it like two or three, you know, like before she grew up. I I think like I feel like that voice was like it's it's her insides i don't know how to explain it all right so next question is the jordan river is personified such that it assumes a life of its own how does the jordan assist swamp creek residents in dealing with their communal and personal issues is it a kind character or a mean wrathful one i feel like first of all i want to i want to state that I can't help but to say this in Tyler Perry voice. The River of Jordan. I can't help. But, like, every time I hear it, that's what I think. But, um, I feel like the Jordan was, like, uh, um... It kind of gave the people what it deserved, if if you will. Like, when you went to the Jordan, if you went looking for, like, peace and clarity and all that kind of stuff, the Jordan was able to provide that. 
you know. That's a good point. So that that's kind of how that's kind of how I felt about it. It 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 had its its moments where it was like, okay, I finna I finna tear this shit up. I finna be this. I finna be that. And it also had its moments where, okay, you need comfort. I'm here to comfort you. I agree. I agree. I think. Um, well, you didn't really answer the last question though. Um, is it a kind character or a mean, wrathful one? Mm. I mean, I think that does answer because it's just it's not mean or kind. It's just fair. Okay. Um, for me, I think that the Jordan. I I think that the author using the Jordan in general was like legendary. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much history mm-hmm. from the Jordan River itself, like dating back to slavery, the Underground Railroad. Like, I ain't gonna get on no tangent, but like it, it was really special for him to have used the Jordan. Like I, I like I feel like that's like equivalent to when people say like the Mississippi in certain stories. Like the, the like those things are just so powerful within themselves, and I love that the author used that. But I also like, I feel like it really it helped with their emotional needs. Like, there's a lot of sorrow in Swamp Creek. And I really, and I think that Gus and Bartimus going down there, like, it really helped a lot of people relieve the stress that they were going through. Like, the whole town was fucked up. Mm-hmm. And everybody was trying to one-up the other, though. When, like, we all should be just trying to help. Like, they, like you know, those communal ties were lost due to whatever shit. Go, who don't like who, who talk about who, who fits I mean, they, they, who. All, they all did talk about each other, but they still all did come together when it when it was necessary. Yeah, but it would still be like coming together, but on some fucked up shit. Like, don't come to my funeral with fucking leaves, bitch. <laughs> and everybody else got roses. Who got leaves? <laughs> like, like, no, but I'm saying like, that's just... Uh, like, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, like, that's like what they were doing, though. Like, they come in an Imogene birthday party, but, like, just to see that she in a fucked up mm-hmm. place. Like, Mimi and them, Henrietta. Mm-mm-mm. Like, you came to see me fucked up. You didn't come to see, like, maybe I snapped out of it. Maybe I'm on my sheet. Maybe I'm happy today. Maybe but I'm taking care of my kids. It's the, fact, my it's the fact that she wasn't actually crazy. She wasn't really u- losing her mind. It was just... The- Karma coming back on her, like is she was having to be faced with her reality. She was losing her fucking mind. She you was know, losing it. Like this was. <laughs> I mean, like this is like classic psychology one on one. Like something yeah. was happening here. <laughs> Hysteria. She was, she was needed to come to terms with all the fucked up shit that she did. And you can do that without. But she fucking losing herself, like she was. True, but I I just feel like I don't know that like that's another conversation okay. for another time. Like I just felt like. If you're going to come to be there for somebody, you shouldn't, like, come there with ill intentions. Uh, okay, but, okay, the the boys that Eva made, she burned their house down. The community came together to put the fire out, even though everybody clearly didn't like them. And people did show up to, to, um, to Emma Jean's funeral, even though everybody thought she was a crazy bitch. I still think all of that That's was some nosy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't know. But as far as, like, do I think it was a kind character or a mean, wrathful character? I think, I think, it, I, I agree. I definitely think that it was both. Like, yeah, I agree. It was both. Anyway, next question. How does the death of Imogene help or hinder the lives of her family? I want to go first. Okay, because... What something that I noticed was that like when Emma Jean passed, a lot of shit started coming together. Like her passing, like that same day, Mr. Ass was gone. Like <laughs> Mama Dad, I'm out of here. Like it, it, it like it. It's almost like her. She like was holding. She was holding things together and keeping things apart. Like just by being who she was, and like when she once she was gone, things started to come like perfect was able to go figure out what he wanted to do. Saul was able to come back home to the family. Woody asked and got married. 
you know, like Gus, like he didn't remarry or anything like that, but he did go on to live a happier life, even though he wasn't able to see perfect do all these things. He was able to see some of his grandchildren. He was able to experience all of these different things. And everybody ultimately went on to be happy. Damn. Wait, she didn't see none of her grandkids? No. Mm. Well, it was probably for the best. She probably would have fucked their lives up too. I always wanted a granddaughter. <laughs> I, um, without answering that question first, I just want to say I absolutely hated the ending of this book. I didn't, I do not like that he had her attempt suicide. Attempt? She succeeded. I mean, it's, you're right. I don't like that she committed suicide. I don't think all that needed to be done. Like, I thought the fire was the rebirth and the cleansing. Now she, got she a was still a mean ass person again. I like just, I said last episode, the author wrote yeah, no, as an unforgiving god. Like he kept yes. giving and giving and piling onto her. Like she kept her is one thing, but goddamn, she constantly and constantly did fuck up shit. Not at this at this point, she's just been living and at, working. You reap what you sow. She, she was did. Get, like at this point, you were just like yeah. yeah. She no made her, her son that that loved school. She made him stop going because she thought it was best if perfect went because she he fucked was up his at, life already. Was already no, outcast. I feel like that was a, I thought that was like a, a remake of the decisions. Like I did some fucked up shit. This how I'm gonna do good for it. By the time she died, like okay. Literally minutes before she passed away. I don't like the way they, they found her. Yeah, that, I know. That was but, but like minutes before she passed away, basically everything was at peace. Like Saul was not mad at his mom anymore already. He came back to visit. Mister is going to be out. Like there was no reason for her to still die. Like I just, I didn't like that. And if anything, I really thought that Perfect was going to be the one to die at the end of this book. Only because Sugar Baby was like, oh, you've been sent. And you one of those people that don't have to die until like your work here is done. So I'm like, oh. His work's going to be done by the end of this book. I could not believe his mama went and fucking died. Like, I most definitely saw it coming. I knew I knew that that voice was going to end up driving her to some, some kind of demise. I thought she was just going to be, you know, terribly off for the rest of her life. But to kill her? I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like it, I, would have, I would have rather it drove her to kill. Like I don't like Look, I don't know. I don't even know where they would have fit in the story, maybe, but drove her to suicide. I thought that was a bit much. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I just I really did not like her as a character and it's like I really do feel like she deserved every bit of how this ended. I felt like she was most definitely a fucked up person. And it's like when the voice was saying to her, cause she kept on saying to the voice, Well, you know, my, my upbringing, my child, and a voice is like, Oh, not this again. <laughs> because like, I mean, think about it. It's the same shit that we see today, like it's people our age that blame on, I, I didn't go to college because this, and I didn't do this because my mama did, so I didn't do this because my daddy did, da 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 At a certain extent, you have to stop blaming what other people did to you for how you turned out because at the end of the day, you make your own choices and you make your own decisions. Now, don't get me wrong. Your environment most definitely shape who you're going to be or what you're going to be. But at a certain point in time, you also have control over your environment. You know where you want to be know. and you know who you want to be. I just like that's easier said than done. Because I, I agree that people use that as a crutch. But some people deserve to. Like, some people really did have shitty lives. And I can understand if it's hard for y'all to let that go. I mean, yeah. But, but okay, that's like, I mean, well, shit. My, my mom beat the fuck out of me all my life. So, I'm going to beat the hell out of my kids. I mean, I it do, it doesn't make sense. Or oh, I I never I never had this growing up. So like okay, so I'm I'm gonna make sure my my kid have it or something like that. But it's like everything that she did for perfect that she wanted growing up, she could have did that with her sons. So it's like she she used her her mom being, and then again she even back then she had the ability to change her environment. She had a way out. She didn't take it. She decided to stay with her abuser, like, and she didn't have to. But as a kid, like, you don't really, like, that situation can't really count for, like, she had a way out. Like, I'm not excusing her, but there are points in this story where I really, I connect with her, like, because I'm just like, damn, that is fucked up. And she, I mean, she made terrible decisions and you can't really, you can't put no fault on nothing but yourself. But, like, that out with her dad, though, like, that's very hard. Like, I want the love. Like, every girl, every person, every human on this earth wants the love from their mother, their parents. And, like, that's something that they they desire. 
And it's just like when you don't have that, those kids, those kids that don't, those girls, those boys that don't have that love, they act a little different. They do shit a little different. And you're not going to always understand it because, like, they really want that. And so, like, the if the other parent is like, oh, I'm going to come save you, well, I don't want saving. What I want is this bitch to look at me like she gave birth to me and care about me like how I think she should care about me. Look at me like how I see other people's moms look at them. You know kind of deal. And it's like that like that that don't count. As a child, that's like that was a real fucked I mean, up place to be in. Okay, I get that. And I and I see that. I mean, I can't I can't relate to it because it, it wasn't my upbringing, it wasn't my life. But even with that being said, that still was not a reason for her to ruin Paul's life. It wasn't. You waited to, till he was eight years old to tell him, no, you're a boy. You finna start acting like one. Like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, why are you coming out of the blue saying this? Like, you could have pretended I was a girl up until the point where I was old enough to to actually start learning shit. But it's like, that. even with that being said, that has absolutely nothing to do with her childhood. That has absolutely nothing to do with her childhood. That I'm, that's like me saying. I mean, my, my mama moved me to Atlanta for for six years when I was a kid. So now I kill puppies. The fuck? They don't have shit to do with shit. Like, what, how the fuck did that happen? If anything, oh, now I just run away from situations now because my mama just randomly uprooted and moved us. So now when shit get hard somewhere, I just leave. That would make sense. But for me to just come out the blue doing some shit that's completely unrelated, she was a terrible person for that. This nigga got raped because of her. Okay. I'm not. I'm not. I, I guess. I guess I'm unforgiving as well. But like, <laughs> like you, you with uh old Daniel there. I as mean, I'm, shit. <laughs> I like the way you you wrote her off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I felt like Gus should have killed her. Oh my goodness! It wasn't enough for me. Should have pushed her off into the joy. No, I'm saying like the, when he when she came home when he came when when she came home with Paul and was like this is the boy now. You think that's enough to up and kill somebody? I would have beat the life out of her back then. Okay. Uh, What's the next question? Toy. <laughs> right, because she going to go on attention all night. So these next few things are going to be quotes. And I just want us to talk about these specific quotes. Because I pulled these out because I like I thoroughly enjoyed them and I thought they was really saying something. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted us to kind of dissect it a little bit. So the first quote is, you have to get clear about the kind of life you can live for. Life can be lived anywhere, but not every life can be lived everywhere. Okay. So life can be lived everywhere? So life can be lived anywhere, but not every life can be lived everywhere. Like you can only be gay in San Francisco. What? (laughs) That's like that that did help me group what they were saying together. I, I like. I thought this was a special moment between Saul and Perfect. I was really glad for them to have this moment because I felt like Perfect needed it mm-hmm. because he felt really bad for Saul leaving. Mm-hmm. Like that. That was something that broke him. That was also another point in the book where I cried. I was so heartbroken. So it's just like that was very special. But I also, I like when I read that piece. I'm like, damn. Like that's some real ass shit. Like. Life can be lived anywhere, but not every life can be lived everywhere. Like that that took it I took that into perspective of a lot of things. Like I could I could do this and I could do this here and I could do this there, but like could I, I really couldn't though. Like certain things say, are it, for it's me. It's damn near contradictory though. To say that I can live my life anywhere, that would mean nothing is off limits and then say, ah, oh, but you can't live that kind of life. Anywhere, okay. yeah, like like it won't work everywhere. It might not work for you everywhere. Like I, mean, I, so I, I could do, I could do what I'm doing right now in Alabama, but Alabama might not be where I need to be living that life. I think, I think you can look at it as a terms of like environment. For example, a fish can live in any body of water, but not on land, kind of thing. I'm gonna be honest. It sounds like one of them fake deep quotes. Something somebody put on Twitter, like, yeah, bro, this nigga's <laughs> Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I got it, though. Like, for instance, how how, how our one particular uh, group of friends keep on wanting us to move to Arizona because, you know, they're flourishing there. They love it there and everything. And while I have the tools to, you know, 
get a career wherever I go, whatever, that's not where I want to be. I don't feel like I will be my happiest self there. So I kind of get it. It do seem fake, like fake woke kind of quote, but I get what they're trying to say. I felt like it was motivational because ultimately this led perfect to go to Henrietta and then he ended up making himself like a big name. Mm -hmm. Like, so again, like life can be lived anywhere. Like he can live in Swamp Creek and do the same shit that he doing and like this and like that. But... You can't be gay in Swamp Creek. But you, you, yeah, you, you can't be, be New York. <laughs> you can't be who you are. You can't be the person that you want to be every day when you wake up. Hold on, hold on, wait a minute. I don't mean to backtrack, but this this is weighing on me. Do y'all think that um, Imogene would have went crazy had she not been working with Henrietta? No, I don't. I think Henrietta did something to her. Like I don't know. Like I felt like she put something in her drink or something. Like it was almost like she she laced the blunt. Like she, I just think, like I like how did she? I how did working give her that I type think of? It was, I think it was literally the solitude. Uh-huh. And had there been any other event where she would have been lonely, I don't know. Like had all her kids grown up and went to work, and Gus is still in the fields at night, and she was all by herself then. Then yes, I do think the same thing would have happened. I think at any point when she was finna be left her, with her, her thoughts, yeah, her being alone, yeah, her thoughts, it was gonna happen. I mean, but that's why some people can't be left alone because they ain't living right. Mm-mm. All right, next quote. Don't ever give others the power to destroy you, little brother, because they'll take it. Your fears is their in- your fear is their invitation. I feel like that one's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know what to. I, I agree. I guess. I like That's a good it. one. Like, yeah, like I like it too. But it's not like. It's not one to really tear apart or debate on. Yeah, like, I, I mean, that's true. I, I think I just mostly liked it. Like, I just like the motivational key of it. I just like that. I mean, some people don't realize that, though. Like, some people don't realize, like, by being fearful or being fearful of being who you are and of self creates a power of struggle amongst yourself and others like if you are hiding parts of your identity to make other motherfuckers feel comfortable they have power and control over your life if you're not being happy or fulfilled in life due to what you think others are going to do somebody has power over you and is controlling you so like, I don't know. I just I just really like that, and I think that's like a powerful piece for a lot of people. Cause some people are just out here giving people the invitation to control them. So the last quote is: Sometimes when people think they're putting obstacles in your path, they're actually laying your stepping stone. I feel like I heard that before. That's a nice one. I'm gonna get that shit tatted. I like that. That was very that was very angelic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like if somebody had it over, you know them little pictures on the wall that people be having of like the live life love. <laughs> yeah, like if somebody had it on the wall or whatever. That's gonna to, be the new basic bitch quote. Next to the no, uh, footprints the, in the sand pictures. No, I need it with the girl who be taking her baggage every year. Yeah, like, yeah. Those are stepping stones, bitch, not obstacles. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Right, you thought you had some. Fuck <laughs> out of here. Don't give people God's power. Yeah, they have opinions and stuff, but they ain't got no power to change the world unless you give it to them. Keep all the power you got. You'll need it. I promise. That's uh, Eva May said that to uh, Paul. Um, and I, I really I really did like that quote because I feel like a lot of times we give like social media power or like, okay, we post a picture that we really like, but it only get four likes, so now we finna delete it. Mm-hmm. Or like those, I oh, feel cute, might delete later. It's like you saying that because you you like it, but you don't think that other people gonna like it enough to give it the attention that it deserves. But it's like, why are you seeking any kind of anything from anybody else? Yeah, like or or anything because I'm gonna really stand to what I say. A lot of people on Twitter are dumb, and it's like, why 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 do we feel like we need validation from from people that we don't even know? Like, why are we giving them the power to make us feel worthy? And you know what? And I agree to that because, like, society standards are everything to everybody. Like, I've noticed that, like, I'm more laid back in a lot of other things, but I, like, see people all the time that are very, like, stuck on society shit. Mm -hmm. Like, 
they're they're so concerned about what society is saying about them so i just want us to take a little second and i want everybody to pick a character and talk about them what's your favorite moments what's your likes your dislikes heartfelt moments anything that you anything that you want to say about this person that's it it's it's even made for me mm -hmm. first okay. of all just yes bitch like when they was talking about how she didn't want to get her hair done because mm -hmm. she was like barrettes hurt too they look like they hurt i don't want to go ahead bitch i wish i had the strength when i was younger i've been turning ahead my whole life getting my hair done for what for who like please i'm like good for her and having her unruly hair or when they say like the, the women would be hating like Oh, who does she think she is? And she just give it back like, oh, hey, y'all. I'm like, and that's exactly how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's how you clear a bitch. Or when Saul was like, where your husband? Where your wife? Right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. I, it, it's her for me. And then, I mean, then just the very basic, like, she was a fucking good-ass friend. Please. Yeah. Like, she will burn a bitch for you. That's, like, gotta be the worst way to go out. But... <laughs> I uh, I gotta agree. I really did like Eva May. Um, in the beginning of the book, I'm like, oh, this little fast teller girl. I do not like that he got her doing this. It was very cringy to. Re I'm like, Ugh. like I do not like that. But as they grew older, like she really had his best interest at heart the whole time. Like even when everybody was talking about him, she wasn't embarrassed to be seen with him. She stuck up for him. She, you know, she literally killed for this man. And I just really thought she was a really down-to-earth person. Also, I know he was dumb, but I think Gus was a really good guy. Yeah. He didn't get enough credit. That's, that's my character that I chose. Yeah, he didn't get enough credit. Um, I, So, for Gus, I, I barely enjoyed his character. I was a little uh, irritated about, like, them always, like, constantly saying, like, how slow he was. Because, like, I just felt like he, he wasn't... Was, he provided for his family, though. Yeah, but I didn't feel like he was slow. I felt like he was uneducated. And he just simply, like... He didn't He didn't have the nuances of the world. Like, I just... I felt like that's where he was at. But... It made me sad that he, like, would hide from other men just to avoid having conversations with them. Yeah, that was really sad. But, like, some things that I really enjoyed, like... So, he beat Perfect because he felt like he was trying to beat the sissy out of him but like he had that situation go on and he ended up having a, a yeah, pulled hip uh-huh and um when he like, had his fight with god yeah and he ended up you know really genuinely being hurt but i like i liked like after that fact like it was almost like something in him spoke to him and he was just like you know i ain't i ain't gonna never do this again and i'm a figure out how to love my kids, how they should be loved. And I think I think this is something, I, I don't know. It was so unforgiving the way that everything happened with Emma Jean. And it was just like to see like he got his little bit of karma for the shit that he pulled. But like he was able to come back to that. He was, in, he was able to change his ways. And he was able to love his children and see his children grow up and really be a part of their lives and i think that is something that imogene ultimately missed out on so i thoroughly appreciated the character flaws that gus had but also the character transformation but okay so just to just to point this out you notice how like you said gus had his shit but like he when he was like oh i, I went and had it out with god imogene didn't have that moment of asking for forgiveness I feel like she did, though. I feel like she At did. It, it, it was in her weakest moment. Like, she was genuinely sorry. Like, I truly believe that Emma Jean she was, was sorry for the things that she, she had done. She was genuinely sorry when it got to the point where it was starting to affect her mental state. Like, like okay, for instance, when... Don't get me wrong. When when Paul had, had the fever and everything and... And and Gus went out and he was like, God, if you can just please do this, yada, yada. Like, he, he had his moment of repentant acts for forgiveness and stuff like that. And I think that's the difference between, like, his fate and Emma Jean's fate. Like, she was one of those people. I mean, yeah, I done it. So what? It, it is I mean, what it is I think now. That's just who, I think that's just the mask that she wore. Like, if I, I think she was a very prideful person. And she Absolutely. wasn't going to let nobody else see her I mean, but vulnerable. pride is the devil. I mean, but I, I still don't think that mean that doesn't mean she was sorry. Like, I think she was sorry behind closed doors. 
and, and other people wanted to see her more upset about it. And that's why she was like, I'm And I think that's what it is. I think that's what makes everything so unforgivable is that they wanted her to exploit her vulnerability. Yeah, like, they wanted... Like Henrietta, they, oh, I, I was waiting for God's hurt. And why? Like, bitch, worry about yourself. Yeah, like, what God-fearing person is waiting for the right. next motherfucker Ooh, to fail? I, I just said, I believe him because he ain't doing it fast enough for me. Like, you are miserable. That's literally yes, what Yeah, a whole bunch of miserable, yeah, miserable bitches. And it's just like... I don't know. Like, I feel like her mama was fucked up. Emma Jean's mama was fucked up. And this yeah. bitch got to live a whole life. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Emma Jean makes a decision. And granted, it was a very poor decision. It was very fucked up. And it, and it caused a lot of damage. But I think that if Perfect was able to forgive his mother, Soul was able to forgive her. Like, I think that there should have been more forgiveness in this book for her. Actually, like, I didn't think that. Point. I didn't right. think so. Yeah. I thought suicide was way too much. Like, but like it is all all the circumstances drove her there. Don't get me wrong, I did not like her as a character. Um I don't I don't like the way that they found her and all that kind of stuff, but if you if you look at how her death occurred, she got all the peace and all the clarity and everything that she needed. Like her mm-hmm. continuing to live a life like that would have been more unforgiving than her dying. Yeah. Like cuz who she was making everybody was suffering looking at her. But, I mean, that's the thing. She shouldn't have had to continue a life like that. Like, after she had made her peace with everybody, let the bitch go back to normal. Like, she didn't have to, she shouldn't have had to die. She shouldn't have had to hear voices. It just should have been over. Like, I don't, I mean, know, what, like, I don't know what people have against happy endings nowadays. Like, it was a happy that? ending. That, no, it was not. Not with her having no fucking suicide. Like, that's, I literally closed the book upset. I didn't. I have Audible. But I closed out that app like, yeah, fuck this shit. I just... I don't know. I'm. I feel like. I feel like it, it ended well. I. I enjoyed the ending of the book. I enjoyed the book itself, like, through and through. Seeing how the beginning started out, and I was gonna tell you, you gonna have to pick another book. This was <laughs> a, funny because like I just remember you calling and saying it. Like yeah, they gonna have to pick I, something I'm else when she come home. I really like the um, like the whole point of the book, but I like that it take place in the 40s because people make this whole thing now seem like it's such a new thing. Like, uh, only new parents are placing these gender roles on their kids and all that kind of stuff. So, like, I really like how it take place back then to show that, like, these issues, and it's not new. Like, there's nothing new about it. I'm sorry. Okay, you can go ahead now. I'm sorry. I have to say one thing, too, and it's what I disliked. What the fuck is a boom, boom, boom? What is that? A what? A boom, boom. Like, they did that in the book so much. I don't know what you're talking about. I can, No, you're not going to sit here and act like your book didn't tell you that. It's like Henrietta was like, oh, I wondered how God was going was gonna, to um, get you back. And now you on my step. Back on my help. <laughs> a boom, boom. And I'm like, what the I fuck felt, is I, that? Felt, I felt like the baby this bitch was reading it wrong. Because it should have been like, uh-uh-uh. No, mine kept saying, a boom, boom. And I'm like... Bitch, like it, I hated it. I hated it. No, when this is over, I can't wait to y'all hear. Eva made it too. She was like, "Oh, you get to flirt with men and women." I boom boom. I'm like, "What's that laugh?" I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. My That's what I want to ask Daniel. That's what I want to ask. Like, what is that? What is it? I don't like that sound effect. I didn't see that. It was a lady reading us. Reading it. It was a lady reading us. No, it's a man. It's a man. I didn't hear that. No, he boom, 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 a million times. He did a few times towards the beginning, <laughs> middle, and then in the end, they really started showing up every other sentence. You sure it wasn't a boom, no, boom. Uh, uh, uh. A boom, boom, uh, with a B. I cannot wait to let y'all hear it. <laughs> I it so much. Um, I just wanted to, like, my next question, I'm actually done. I just wanted to do, like, an overall, like, I think we kind of just did that. But like, okay, give it some stars. Like, give give your I you know I recommend I recommend that that you read it. Um, like like I said, if you have, I mean, what is it? Trigger warnings. Yeah, I was gonna, it definitely needs a, a trigger warning. I'm gonna give it like a, a eight or nine out of ten. Literally, the it was gonna be a ten ten till I got to the suicide, and that knocked him off a point. I just I don't like that he did that. The book is still well written though. I give it I give it a I give it a nine out of ten just because um um some of the things in our I feel like it could have happened differently. Um, I really wish that um, I even made Imogene. I wish she could have got like more closure, so to speak, with her father. So I definitely feel like I definitely feel like 
out of recommendation, like, I would give it a 10 out of 10 to mm-hmm. recommend to people. Yeah. Like, I would like, this is definitely a must-read. Like, mm-hmm. it's very good, very good for conversation, all of that. But as far as, like, my actual thoughts over the book, I give it a 7 out of 10. Like, there were a lot of things that, like, I was very irritated about. Like, but those are, like, it's my personal views, my personal self. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, like, and some, some things just didn't do it for me. Like, it was just, like, either too much or not enough. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole, I, like, I, I mean, I said it this whole podcast and I, like, said it the last episode. Like, the unforgiving God. Like, I, like I'm not a religious person in this aspect. However, when talking about Christianity or Catholicism or any type of religion of those things, like it's always relayed to you that these these beings, the whoever you believe in, these deities, they are forgiving. And it was like, where is the forgiveness? Where is the, you know, where is the blood of Christ? Like, where is that? It was like for her to have been cleansed. It was like, where's the where's the turnaround? Where's the rebirth? You know, kind of deal. So that those are the reasons why it was a seven out of ten for my personal thing, but I highly recommend to people. That pretty much wraps this up. However, go ahead and tell us what the next book is. Okay, so uh, my pick is for next week. We're going to be reading The Girls Two. Um, so if you're going to want to read along with us, please catch up by reading The Girls Part One. It was a really good read. Um, so just so you can know what's going on in this new book. Make sure you read the girls one. We're going to dive right into the girls two. Um, We're going to have a chat with the author towards the end. So if you have questions and everything that you're wanting to chime in with, please be sure to get all the way caught up. And that's it. That's all. Bye. Bye.